This week's recap of 90 Day Fiance on Rob Has a Podcast is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp Online Counseling. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or difficulty with relationships like so many of our couples on 90 Day Fiance or trouble sleeping, if you're feeling stressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help. Simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's secure online professional counseling. BetterHelp counselors have a broad range of expertise, which may not be available in your area. Their service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send unlimited messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and everything you share is confidential. You won't have to sit in an awkward waiting room. Again, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Rob's podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash RHAP. That's betterhelp.com slash RHAP to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp counselor. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here to talk about 90 Day Fiance once again here. I believe this is the 13th week of a 90 Day Fiance and it's a lucky number 13 for us because we have uh, so much from this last episode. Let me welcome back in my co-host. Here he is, Mr. 90 Day Fiance. Here is Puyo Zambakili. Puyo, how are you? Rob, I'm doing really well. Maybe not Bachelor Day well, but I'm doing pretty darn good. And I'm excited to be here and talk all about Bachelor episode 13. Bachelor Party Day. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have so much to talk about with uh, Jovi of what is this guy thinking? Does he know he's on television? I don't, I don't know. Did so. he, is it, I, I don't know. Are the cameras invisible? How does he not know uh, all the mistakes he's making? A lot to talk about from all of our couples here today. And we are so lucky to have back with us here this season. Uh, she was so great the first time through. You could hear her every week on the uh, Wrestling Rehap Up. Uh, here is uh, the great Mari Fourth. Mari, how are you? Hey, Rob, I'm glad to join you and Puya back again. I am, I guess you guys don't know this, but I am the wedding dress politics expert. So oh. you pick the right person. We have lots of wedding dress politics to go over this episode, and I'm glad to walk you guys through it. Yeah. Mari, why are you such an expert in uh, wedding dress politics? <laughs> because when I searched for my wedding dress, uh, not only did we go to four different places, I also had to tell my mom to stay home. And <laughs> I also went through a whole like, oh, but I want to come, but I want to come. Like it's, I I know wedding dress shopping backward and forward, okay. and I will be your guide to the woman's side of wedding dress shopping. Okay. Of course, uh, Mari is your guide for all things wrestling. Uh, she mm-hmm. and Matt Scott every week take you through everything going on in uh, the world of wrestling. Had a great episode of the podcast this week with Jason Reed and uh, Kelsey Rosmondi. Uh, it was a lot of fun to listen to. Went through everything going on with The Miz and his title <laughs> defense from the past week. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that was really fun. A fun episode of Raw, a fun episode of uh, Miz trying to escape the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, please give us a listen. Yes. Should there be a 90 day fiance title belt of like uh, which character is, is wearing the belt? I mean, listen, I'd be down. Um, is this a how does how does one win the title? Yeah. If is you're it, the, right. the worst person of the week, is that the is, right. is that it? Yeah. I know yeah, on the Temptation Island uh, podcast, I know that uh, Kirsten and Maggie were giving, I, I forget what they call it, like the uh, the douche of the week or something, something like that. I feel like <laughs> that there is some title here, but I, I think Jovi's got it this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very clearly that the season started and the title didn't really change hands. Then Andrew had a surprise pin, gets the title, and yeah. then Jovi cashed in his money in the bank and is there now literally go. ahead of everybody. Yeah, I think they have years. scumbag of the week on Temptation Island, Rahap up. Okay. That mm-hmm. fits. Yeah, that fits. and if the shoe fits for <laughs> Jovi, sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, so uh, very excited to have uh, Mari back here with us to talk some uh, 90 Day Fiance. Of course, you can subscribe to our 90 Day uh, Fiance podcast, which is going to keep going. Puya has got uh, 90 Day Fiance coverage going year round. Rob is at website.com slash 90 Day Fiance. So we talked a little bit about uh, where we want to go, and I think we're going to build towards uh, Jovi and Yara. So uh, uh-huh. stick around for that. But let's check in with Rebecca and Zied because uh, Mari, that in wrestling parlance, uh, I think we can say that Rebecca really had a heel turn this week. Yes, this was definitely a kickoff match. Like this was an unimportant week for them. And Rebecca definitely had a heel turn here because I... I I just feel so bad for Zied. He is still constantly paying for the sins of another man. And it's really starting to grate on my nerves. So I know he must be done. Yeah. Can we weigh in also on uh, Zied's uh, glow up here? Uh, he's got like a, a totally new Luke uh, <laughs> with he's got like the red pants and then he's got like the leather jacket like he looks like he just like uh walked in the set for like being like uh in the background on like some uh wb show i i i dug it it works for him it does work for him and then when he when he stood out back the joella's hot chicken with his leg up against the wall i was like (laughs) okay you're really turning it out for being in the back alley of the chicken shack like (laughs) you're not about to shoot for calvin klein but i'm digging your confidence it was very cool yeah uh i wrote in my notes he's gone hollywood ziad Big Hollywood yeah. energy, yeah. He looked great. He looked Movie great. Star. Somewhat lo- like a photographer should have popped out and just started taking snaps. He looked great against that brick wall. Yeah. Did <laughs> uh, Zied maybe come to the U.S. to be an influencer? Ooh, I'd follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, honestly. I, listen, I'd, I'd I'd buy what he's pushing. If he's if he's like, hey, <laughs> buy this card with my face on it. Done. Press shipping. <laughs> buy this dishwasher. Yep, I'm done. I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Really, we got everything is going on with that. Zied wanted to get married uh, sooner because uh, Ramadan is coming up and he feels like that, uh, you know, this is a very important for him. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Puya, Rebecca's like, uh, I feel like that uh, you're making this up. This is like, a, what is this, a ploy all of a sudden? Yeah, because I think I think what, what Rebecca's not realizing here is that the whole like the Ramadan Ramadan thing for Ziad is a non-negotiable. And I know that she was like, well, clearly you don't really, you know, there's some stuff you're not limiting yourself with now. Why is it change here? 
I can tell you from experience, I know a lot of friends of mine who will, you know, they'll, they'll be practicing. They'll, you know, they'll drink the drink when you're not meant to, they'll do the gambling when you're not meant to, but they will never eat pork. And like, that's their limit. Like, doesn't matter what other limitations are not there for them. Pork is the deal breaker. So with Zied, yes, like maybe, you know, they're, they're engaging in some extracurriculars that would not be acceptable, whatever you want to call it. But with Ramadan, we've talked about this last week. I'll say it again this week. It's the month where like, really, you're trying to be your most pious self. And I think he really, this is very clearly something that he's done with his family the from his whole upbringing from the, from the beginning. So he's not going to like break it here. And I think he's kind of like, okay with just getting, you know, sign the papers, let's get married, let's be together. And then later we can do something special between us. But Rebecca clearly wants to have like the whole package, the whole like shebang with the wedding and the horse carriage and the cottage, but they're also in the pandemic. So I don't understand her lack of urgency and I fully understand his urgency. So I'm in a weird place with this because I totally don't see her side on this. Yeah, and then the the kind of biggest thing, too, is she kept saying, like, oh, uh, I want this full 90 days before he even came. I want this full 90 days because I want to be able to check him out. My ex, uh, I married him so quickly and then it all fell apart. I don't want to do that again. Every reason that she's giving to not want to honor Zied's wishes of marrying before uh, Ramadan has to do with her ex. It has Absolutely nothing to do with Zied. And that is the most frustrating part because this man has done nothing but come to America for you. Like he said, he's like, I didn't come to America to be in America. I came to America for you. He loves his family in Tunisia. Like, so I, and when we have couples like this, because, you know, some of these other couples were like, eh, like, are you here for who you're with? But I really do feel like he's here for Rebecca. And so it's very, just very annoying that she's like, it's a slap to his face and very insulting when she asks him, what is the real reason you want to marry me before Ramadan? It's like, are you not listening to this man? And they're trying to talk it through. And I feel like that she's like, this is not negotiable for me. So if you don't, if you got to get married in two weeks, then all right, then you go. If you can't stay at my house, then go figure out where you're going to stay. Which she knows he has. He knows nobody else in the entire country. She knows like uh, she's being so dug in on this. And we don't like people being mean to Zied. Yes. (laughs) This is not fine. No. He's easily the nicest, most laid back of the of the of the couple. Could you imagine? Have you think of any other person who moved into the states from this season? Would they have not made comments about the lack of furniture in their apartment? They would have. <laughs> would they have not complained about not being with their partner? They would have. Zied walked all this way to this restaurant to try out this new sandwich, which I want to know more about. I'm sad they didn't tell us what is this new sandwich that he's going to try out that Rebecca's handing over, but. He's just so so likable and and willing to do anything. So I do not understand why this is so upsetting to Rebecca. And like we've mentioned this before as well with the whole like you know using the 90 days as a trial um mm-hmm. situation. Like you have been together 2 years. The pandemic's locking places down. Why won't you just get this done so that you don't have to stress about it because trust me, once everywhere's closed, trying to find a new place to do it, that's going to be more stressful than anything else. Yeah, and that's what I just kept uh, coming back to and thinking about because you were talking about your situation and having to drive like counties over and stuff like that. That's what I was. I was very stressed out for several of these uh, these couples who were just like, "Oh, we'll wait and see." And it's like, no, you don't want to wait and see. That means your fiance is going to be here illegally on an expired visa, and then like 
Mm-hmm. You don't want that uncertainty. So this is just so weird from Rebecca. Like it really is. Yeah. It just seems like that she is really just dug in it. And it's almost like she wants to like say to other people, like we saw like how judging like her daughter was and, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. even like her friend who came over who was like, see, this is just like the other guy. And if she just gets married, like in a ceremony, they're like, oh, see, you just got married in a justice of the peace and didn't have a whole big wedding. This You're doing it again, Rebecca. And it's like, uh, just if you love Zia, just marry him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And go like, home, Ziad. Just, you know what? <laughs> Take your ball and you go home. <laughs> he would. He's he's made, he made it very clear that he would. And I think honestly, it's just it's sad because I think that another thing that goes, I think, unnoticed by the American counterparts in multiple of these couples, which we've talked about, is that like he has no family here, so of course he doesn't care as much about a ceremony as you do. Because you have people that will be here from your side. He has nobody. So, like, obviously, as long as you're there, that's the main person he needs there and he would want there because that's the only one he could also have there. So, come on, Rebecca. Like, let him him have this. I feel like it's not a big ask. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's a big ask. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't think we have that much more to say about uh, Rebecca and Zied. Knock it off, Rebecca. Get (laughs) get married. Zied, he's put up with a lot of stuff. Give him this. Come on. Knock it off. All right. Um, should we talk about Brandon and Julia next? Because uh, they they have not had a lot to go over, but I feel like it's a pretty uh, cut and dry situation with Brandon and Julia. Because Please, let's do it. Okay. Um, they are going to the church. We've spent two weeks now on basically like wedding prep. I feel like that we're sort of like out of the woods on the major issues with Brandon and Julia, but. Mm-hmm. This guy, Brandon, he is getting like tripped up over the easy stuff. We talked about <laughs> yeah. last week. They went dress shopping. He could not muster any enthusiasm for the dress shopping. And, you know, our, our, our friend, but also very dumb guy, Brandon, <laughs> that he cannot even like feign a little bit of excitement about the church or the ceremony or anything related to the wedding. And he's, well, you know, wedding is just like not my thing. I'm not really like I'm not really a big wedding fan. Like, uh, you know, I can't can't even get like a little interested in it. Uh, he has no fiance face. Like, so for me, I, I, I of course, planned my whole wedding. I when I tell you we paid for mm-hmm. we paid for like 75 percent of our wedding. We just had our family pay for like vendors like the cake, the DJ photography. Because families are crazy. Yeah. And the mo- <laughs> and the moment like somebody's like, oh, I'll pay this for you, then they try to exert power over you. So I took it upon myself and me and my husband, we decided to pay for most of our wedding. I planned most of my wedding. Mm-hmm. My husband did a great job of nodding and smiling. And saying, whatever you want, babe, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to have that fiance face on. You're supposed to be able to like, oh, you want me at the cake tasting? I'll be at the cake tasting. Do you want me to come look at this church? You like the church? I love the church. Like, he's just so bad at that. And that, I don't think that that's rude to ask. He was at, he was telling Julia, like, you want me to act like somebody I'm not? You want me to pretend to be somebody I'm not? Like, she just wants you to be excited to marry her. What? Like, yeah, huh? and but I suspect, and I want to speak for everybody. I suspect most grooms 
The wedding is not their thing. It's not something right. that they've dreamt about. But mm-hmm. you're supposed to be excited about the prospect of marrying this person. So, yeah, the, maybe the <laughs> ceremony isn't your thing, but you should at least be able to channel. I want my excitement for being with you to be the excitement mm-hmm. that can get you through this, Brandon. It's really not that difficult. Like like we were discussing here, the bar is so, so low. low when she like all she wants is for in the race of who cares most about this wedding. She wants to be in first place. She does not want Betty to be in second place. Mm-hmm. And based on the way Brandon's acting, Brandon's fifth. Like it's it's Betty, Ron, and then the the minister who's like interested in this yeah. wedding more than Brandon. And like it just it, it's it's off. Like he literally picks the worst things to say. I have the quote here. Mm-hmm. He says, where is this nonsense that he said? You're upset because I don't share the female fantasy of a wedding day. And I was like, could you have picked a worse way to say that? Like <laughs> outside of just walking away, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is your issue? I, I don't know what he wanted. Like if she said, OK, and then after the ceremony, we're going to have um, hot dogs and Fortnite. He'd be like, oh, yay. OK, I'm in on the plan now. Like this kid, this kid, man, he, he I, I'm convinced. That someone movie plotted this guy. He's the main guy from Big, and he's somehow found himself in this wedding that he doesn't want to be yeah. a part of. He's got like, uh, like kid in a shoe store energy for this entire process of like, come on, Brandon, yes. we're going to the shoes. We're getting to get you new shoes. Like, oh, I don't want to exactly. be here. Um, but this was the part that blew me away. That so they're gonna pick. Okay, what date? Do you want the wedding to be? Oh, they God. asked. Yep. And then it was like, well, we're thinking either the ninth, but also the second, maybe the second. The, that would also be good. The second. <laughs> I literally wrote down May 9th. This argument again? Like, mm-hmm. what? Or <laughs> look, this is not my life. Okay. And the, that I, I get on here with Puyo once a week. We talk about uh, the 90 day fiance that the they say, like, oh, what date are you planning the wedding? And I'm, uh, uh, it's May 9th. And they get the question like, oh, wait, what is the significance of the date? And I'm like, oh, that's the date that uh, he first uh, sent her a message. It's his life. It's his <laughs> life. It's his thing. He was there for all these conversations in real life. He's like, ah, uh, I know it. Ah, uh, I don't like, how does he not know this? I've got a lot going on. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to fail this How does quiz. this man okay, not great. know this is the reason the wedding is May 9th? This was he like eight weeks ago else. on the show. Yeah. Like, he has nothing else going on, Rob. Like, he, the what else is on his horizon? Oh, the next extermination gig? Like, he's really chilling. Like, he's at home. He's at this hot tub. She's his whole world. Like, I don't get it. I do not get it. Mm-hmm. And like, not only does he just admit, I don't know, he throws a hunch out of like, uh, uh, it's your favorite number. Like, what if her favorite number was two? What are you going to do then? Like, you've just like now banked on this and you're wrong about one other thing. It's Brandon, man. I, again, I will say what we said last week. I think Brandon loves me more. He literally put more time and effort <laughs> into Julia. my cameo. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go look at the Rob is a podcast Twitter account. We put them side by side. But that we saw Brandon making a cameo for Puya and Brandon going dress shopping. He's clearly not excited for the dress. He's thrilled to talk about Puya's birthday. Like I, he seemed, he's so checked out. Like he is so checked out. And this kind of all started because uh, Betty said there's going to be 50 to seven people. And I'm still like, 
girls a pandemic. But uh, in all in fairness, they don't. They like they're still in the like oh like okay well give it like you know by three weeks like from week. now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly we know more than they do. In fairness exactly. to, to uh, Ron and Betty, hindsight right. But, <laughs> But the the main question Julie asked was like, oh, who are these people to Brandon? And he was like, I don't know. It's like, mm-hmm. must Ron and Betty have a lot up? of friends, so we hear. Mm. Oh, snap. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> they got a lot going on. Like, why is this bowl at the main entrance of this Ooh, church? Like, listen, this pineapple, don't worry about right? it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, my, th- my thought process, too, when ask- asking about it, you guys said that he seemed a little less into Julia last last week, I think it was. And I'm st- she can see that now, too. She pointed that out. She said, I felt like you were excited when I was in Russia, but now that I've, or Kiev, uh, now that I'm, I'm here, you seem less excited. And if she's picking up those vibes, we, you know, we definitely can see them. And that's just, mm. that's just sad. Nobody wants to feel that going into their wedding. Yeah. I don't know. That I, I don't know that maybe is it that she's been she's been here long enough that like the the appeal of the like something new is gone. Mm. He's over it. He looks so beaten down, doesn't he? <laughs> like he's been like like he's getting it from Julia. He's getting it yeah. from Betty. I liked last week when they were in the dress store and she's like, "Uh, Brandon, you are like doll." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like, like this. yeah. Oh, I, I burn. Think- I think that he just his like mentality cannot compute what's going on anymore. Mm. Um, he usually can just you know I'll pause this for now. I'll pause this till later, till later. And now it's all he has to foot all that bill now of dealing with Ron, with Betty, with Jewel, and he just can't handle it. And I and I think he's completely shut down. I do think he had to work really hard to get Julia. And now that Julia's here, he's taking his foot off the gas, and it's very evident mm-hmm. based on how li- again. We're not sitting here being like, hey, he needs to do a grand gesture. He literally needs to smile, right. show enthusiasm, and then applause. That's mm-hmm. it's not much. We're not asking for much. So it's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that he got so defensive yeah. over that. This is perfect. That's all you have to say. That's all you say. Like, <laughs> oh, wow, that amazing. Uh, this is uh, so great. Like the really the bare minimum. It's like, yeah, oh, you wanted think- me to be somebody I'm not. And it goes to say, too, like he is in a spot where just like with the wedding dress shopping, he is. They said, oh, that's what you do with your friends. She was like, he is my friend. He is her everything, mm-hmm. which I think that is getting to him as well, because that's her fiance. That's her best friend. And she can't plan this wedding because she's not from this country. So she can't do what I did and, and plan the wedding. So if she can't do it, I'm pretty sure she probably wants it to be a her and Brandon thing, but he's so checked out that Betty is stepping up, which, I mean, minus the whole fighting for the date thing, Betty is, you know, she's trying to help Julia in every way that she can when it comes to the wedding planning. Mm-hmm. But this just kind of ties back to the overall problem of Betty overstepping and Brandon not being able to step so it's it just feeds into all of their problems, honestly. Yeah. And I think that ultimately to, to put him to bed and tuck him in because he probably still needs to get tucked <laughs> in. Um, I think that it's very clear that, you know, Brandon has always been taken care of. He's never had to take care of anybody. Yes. And now he has to take care of Julia. Mm-hmm. He is her primary caregiver and he is not there in, in mentally to do that at all. He does not have the facilities for that. 
And and it's unfortunate because I think Julia is easily it's between Julia and Ziad, who's my favorite mm-hmm. of the non-Americans on the cast. So I want the best for them. And I'm just I'm just sad because Brandon kind of still still listen, he might not have the title for the worst, but he's still the dumbest. Mm-hmm. He's still the big mm-hmm. dummy for me. Yeah. Because his problems are so self-inflicted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Everything he's doing is so self-inflicted. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see if he could pull out of the nosedive uh, soon. You want to talk about Tariq and Hazel next? Yes. Okay. Um, Tariq and Hazel are 18 days to wed. Puya, this is my first 90-day fiancé season going wire to wire here. Do they have to wait until the last day? <laughs> like, do they need no, to use all their time? Definitely not. Definitely not. You, can, you have the 90 days to do it whenever... Um, clearly this couple, I think goofed, um, Tariq should put out a song called mild sauce because their (laughs) storyline has been mild at best. Um, it's been, it's been a, it's been a drag really. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the only reason it's been on this like free fall delay, in my opinion, is because Tariq from that opening seed has devoted his life to Thailand. And now Minty's back in the picture because again, this is also a self-inflicted move of let's talk to Minty. And and they're just in this big fight right now, and it's not looking yeah. like it's getting any better. Mari, what do you think is going on here with Tariq and Minty? I, I okay, so of course, when we're first introduced to this Minty Tarek Hazel situation, it's from his point of view. So from his point of view, they had a girlfriend, it didn't work out. Uh, they dropped the girlfriend, and then he was like, "Oh, I just wanted to check in with her for COVID nineteen, and and Hazel got mad hmm. at me." From his point of view, Hazel is overreacting. But then, <laughs> when Minty and Tarek get on this call, just like you guys said, uh, like immediately, like Hazel was not in a good mood. Uh, Minty just kept egging her on. The way Tarek and Minty talked, I. I was immediately team Hazel after that. I was like, oh no, there is something going on. I I believe it. And then when you guys said on Discovery Plus that um, Minty and Mm -hmm. Tariq had actually been uh, uh, talking periodically, daily, I was like, no, like this is not fair to Hazel. And she has every right to be mad. And for him to sit there and um, be like... um, uh, why are you upset? We got to get past this. Like, but sir, you're not doing anything to help allay those fears. I hated every moment of this. Like, I was really mad. I was like, and then Minty saying that if Hazel wasn't in the picture, they'd be together. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Tariq was like, uh, you're really trying to make me out to be the villain here? Right. Really? Ugh. Really? Why? Just you because are. I want to keep uh, doing Zoom calls with, with our ex-girlfriend that you uh, hate her guts and I still have feelings for and she would get back to, with me if you weren't in the picture. I'm the villain. And like, can we? I don't want to skip to the end of mm-hmm. this, but on the next time on, they're meeting up with, I want to say it's still it's it's the friend because we got a quick mm-hmm. snippet yeah. of it. And like the whole storyline here is she is bothered by this minty thing. Homeboy is sitting in this restaurant yep. wearing a Thailand, Thailand T-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's literally the the map. Yeah. I was like, like, could he? Re- is he? Does he just not notice it? Like, I don't get it. Well, my theory last week was that okay, but I don't think that Tariq really has anything for Minty specifically. But he felt like that. Okay, well, if I could get Hazel and Minty back on the same page, because Hazel won't even talk to a woman 
from Thailand at this point. And then mm-hmm. I thought that maybe it's like a sort of like, you know, if you have a like a kid that got, uh, you know, scared by a dog, maybe you can like uh, bring a bring a dog and like get the kid to pet the dog. And it's like, oh, see, dog, dogs aren't bad. It's, it's fine. We could we could get a dog. See, um, mm. but no, I think Tariq, he's still is trying to get Minty back in the picture. I, I agree. I agree. And I just wrote like hit dogs will holler the, 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 <laughs> as defensive as he got about that whole situation. And Hazel was like, why are you getting defensive? Like flat, flat tone. Why are you get, because you're making me out to be the villain and we need to get over this. But nowhere in that whole like scene, altercation, whatever that we saw, did he say, babe, I love you. I want to be with you. Like, I, I don't want Minty. He, he said none of that. He's he told her to build a bridge and get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, not only does he not say that to her. But then to the friend Jake <laughs> later, when Jake's grilling him about this with Jake, MVP of the episode for me. Very much. Um, yeah. Jake's literally like, I don't want to be on. T- it's hard to be on team Tariq right now. And and the way Tariq defends himself is, well, she's the one that's here, isn't she? So like, I, she's the one that I, if she won. So what does it matter? And it's like, you're still not saying the things that you should be saying. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing it in the way you should be seeing it. Which is very difficult because, again, Tariq is also a big dummy. That whole scene of him standing in the middle of his living room, like stomping cardboard to take it to the trash. I was like, and like, he was like, can I just do this? And I was like, this doesn't seem like it takes that much time, Mm -hmm. Tariq. I was, (laughs) I get fascinated by random weird scenes in this show. And this was one of them. I was like, sorry to take time away from your cardboard stomping, but can we talk about our marriage that's coming up soon? <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about then uh, Tariq goes to the uh, men's uh, formal wear store with his buddy, Jake. Uh, first time we're seeing uh, Jake this season. Yes. Jake's also the wedding photographer. That's a good friend to have mm-hmm. uh, when you mm-hmm. are getting married. So uh, he's coming through and Jake is a good sounding board uh, because he's saying, what, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And the funny thing is, I wrote friend and wedding photographer. Like, mm-hmm. I, at first I was like, are we sure this isn't a rent-a-friend? Like, Colt has <laughs> Right. <laughs> but then he said he's known him for eight years. And then the way Jake reacted, I was like, okay, so this is a true friend. Okay. Uh, Tariq seems to have a lot of true friends that he just don't listen to. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like, a lot of friends that he just, that are looking at him like, you ain't got no sense. Uh, but... Yeah. When Jake told him, like, uh, yeah, you need to delete that number, uh, Tariq was like, oh, I think you're right. I'm like, it took the photographer to tell you to delete Minty's number? Mm-hmm. What? Again, I'm just going to be asking what this whole episode, because what are these people thinking? Like, Hazel, Hazel's talking about how she doesn't trust you. You're gotta be like, you're not trustworthy. Like, she's asking if you have feelings for Minty. And the first thing that comes to your mind isn't to delete her contact. Like, mm-hmm. What? Yeah. The whole situation is wild. And Tariq is trying to spin this into like, well, I guess she doesn't trust me. Like, yeah, what (laughs) should she trust? You are literally trying to bring this other woman into the relationship and she doesn't want anything to do with her. And she said, don't talk to her. And you keep talking to her. So she cannot trust you. Like, her trust concerns are valid. But, Rob, he brought her to the States. So that that is carte blanche. He can do whatever he wants now. Like mm-hmm. that is and that is the big flaw in, in Tariq's mentality mm-hmm. here, because I I think that because obviously from the beginning of the the story arc with them, 
this whole third person in the relationship kind of came off as it's Hazel's idea. Now, I still don't know who's the mm. main wanter of this, but it's very clear that Tariq specifically was like, ooh, a third. How about Minty? And that's not going to happen. And he needs mm-hmm. to move on from this. Uh, can we, can, if we were to segue real quick, I want to get both of your opinions on Tariq's choice of tux for this wedding. Yeah. What did you think of the white tux with the uh, light blue bow tie? Yep. I said, oh, powder blue again. There it goes. <laughs> like, we got to bring back the powder blue. It's, it's uh, Hazel's favorite color. So I was not shocked or surprised. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know you have a uh, dress shopping experience. Could you yes. ra- give us the tux uh, review? Uh, this tux, I mean, it is very over the top. Like normally mm-hmm. your groom has a tux that is more like muted. You know, you, you don't want to outshine the bride. So it's more muted. You pick your colors. Either the color is the pocket square or your color is incorporated into the tux itself. He had a little bit of both. It was a bright white tux with the powder blue, like trimmings, powder blue pocket square. I was like, okay, Tariq. Tariq wanted to make sure that he looked fly on his wedding day too. Yeah. So I, I, I it looked, it looked good for him and it's what he's going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark, what yeah. about uh, Tariq's fedora then that when he went back to his uh, regular attire? Again, Tariq is, a uh, fashion statement all to himself. So, uh, yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It looks like it still has the tag on it. Maybe he's buying it at the store. Might be a first time uh, purchase for mm-hmm. Tariq with the with the fedora. Uh, so, uh, I hope we get Jake back. <laughs> yeah, I like Jake. I like he's Jake. really good. Yeah. Jake on uh, 90 Day Bears All. I feel like he could weigh in on a few of the other couples too. <laughs> yes, with some common sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll see. But they're, they're cutting it very close with this wedding. And we're 18 days to wed. And I still don't feel like there's a game plan for uh, Tariq and Hazel, right? No, we've heard nothing since he took her to the, um, I forget what A-R-E it was A-R-E Center. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So since then, we've not heard anything about a wedding. We've completely moved into this storyline. I suspect line. the A-R-E Center is uh, not going to have the uh, most strictest COVID protocols. <laughs> I feel like I co-sign your sentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might have some that, thoughts on that, COVID-19. That mosaic thing? Mm-hmm. They can get married outside on that little weird mosaic that Hazel was walking around on that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could make that happen. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. Um, I, are they going to get married? I would assume yes. Um, I would love to hear more about them plans, though, because mm-hmm. we're by the second scene we saw when they went uh, tuxedo shopping. It's at 14 days to wed. Yeah. That's two weeks. Like, please. For I, I mean, I know this has been shot. They're in the future now. I'm still stressing, though, looking at these numbers. Yeah. I'm like, just get it done. I beg <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, what if the office is closed the day they go? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's all a lot that's, of stuff all of it is just so anxiety inducing because we know what's coming. We're like, the world is about to stop, y'all. It's about to completely mm. stop. And they just don't know. So it's, a, it's such a weird time capsule. It's going to be really cool to watch this back like yeah. when we're a little bit farther out of this. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I think they are pretty far along into the COVID shutdown because remember they had that point where the camera crew like the, the Virginia Beach got shut oh, down. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I don't know at what point they are like I, I'm, I'm imagining it like it's around May? like May 1st or May, something yeah. like that uh, because May. they had a point where they couldn't film. And then they came back to filming. So I'm not sure at what point in the 90 days uh, uh, they're at in terms of like month of the year. Um, 
let's talk about Andrew and Amira because this was actually we had a lot of developments here with uh, Andrew and Amira, and I actually was very surprised in this episode. Amira did go to Serbia. Now, is she going to go to the U.S.? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I feel like uh, I suspect not, but she did against better judgment go mm-hmm. to Serbia. Could you yeah. believe this, Mari? Um. Uh, I can kind of believe it because I, I really, I, uh, Amira, Amira seems like a nice person. Uh, she's been through hell. Uh, mm. but I really do think she prizes America a little bit more than Andrew. Um, they have makeup stores everywhere. Yes. And, and nice cities like San Diego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think. I would give it at least like a 50 50, like America and Andrew. She's like, Oh, America with the bonus of Andrew. Cause I feel like she has to have some feelings for him because she can clearly tell that she's being um, manipulated by him. So they only have 22 days before the visa expires. They get on the phone and that is such, that conversation was just so weird. Yeah. Just so many. Well, Mari, let me hey, stop baby. you right there because we do have a, a a special guest on the line. Oh, uh, let's go ahead and patch in. We actually have 90 Day Fiance Andrew here to talk about uh, everything that's going on. Andrew, how are you? Hey, uh, hey, baby. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, you've got this all wrong. I'm just trying to do what's best for Amira, guys. <laughs> baby, Puya, come on. It's me. Your guy. You know how I do it. Andrew, are you going to make sure that she doesn't face any difficulty in Serbia like she did look, in Mexico? Look, that she handled the agent improperly. That she just didn't know what to do. This is a foolproof plan, Puya. Don't sweat it. You should have talked to me earlier. I could have got you and Liana together like uh, six months earlier, baby. Ugh. I did drop the ball on that, Andrew. Andrew, what does your mom think of all this? Uh, mom, she's great. You know, she needs me. I, I, you know, I've run the whole organization and she, you know, I've got everything running perfectly at the daycare. So we got this. No problem. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. All right. No, let me, let me run. Let me run. I, I got, uh, you know, I got to get, get a mirror over here. Gonna be, it's gonna be no problem, Mari. If you have any issues with the wrestling podcast, just give, <laughs> just give me a holler, okay? Okay, okay, Andrew. All bye. right, later, baby. All right. <laughs> Thank Andrew from Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> I'm uh, done. That's a cameo worthwhile. <laughs> I'm done. He's so confident. It's so t- smooth. Too much so. Too much so. I like. I, he is the only person in this entire cast who tried to bring his partner over and has failed miserably to the point where she was detained. But he has confidence more than any other person on yeah. the cast. It makes no sense. Where was this confident, uh, smooth operator when uh, it came time to make some phone calls to find out how to get Amira out of detainment? He wasn't like calling up uh, the uh, like a uh, Mexican uh, foreign embassy. Like, hey, let me just uh, explain the whole situation. <laughs> my fiance, there's been a misunderstanding. Oh, my God. It's I just. I don't like it. Like every time they talk on the phone, it's just like, ugh. 
it's just too it's just too much Ugh. and it does you can feel the manipulation like she said uh, he tells me it's my choice but then he constantly asks me what it what it is so she literally just bowed to the pressure and she just said okay i'll, I'll go uh to serbia and um I, I she her dad said that he was basically disowner she said all of her friends think it's a bad idea uh, from what people tell her, Serbia is dangerous. So I just, I, uh, it's for the makeup stores, I guess. Yes. Puya, can I ask you a production question? So what, what's the, um, way that this works? Like a producer from 90 Day Fiance flies with Amira from France to Serbia because that, you know, I, I figured that she was filming this with her phone. But then mm-hmm. he is a producer that's in the room. Is she like uh, staying over in Serbia with at least a ninety-day fiance producer? Do they have separate rooms? What like what what's happening? So someone who is well versed with the behind the scenes will probably correct this, which I do appreciate ahead of time. Um, but what I can tell when they're flying over, typically they're alone and they're doing their own selfie stick mm-hmm. or just on phone camera with the flights and everything. I could tell based on the. A voice and accent of the producer that asked her a question that this was not someone we had heard her deal with before. Okay. So I don't think this was, so a, I think this was a new hand. It's possible that, was given that okay, there. 90 day fiance is, like h- hires a freelance producer in Serbia to go yes. pick up Amira like at the airport and get everything that's going on. That's what we can assume. Uh, that's what I would believe, so, especially during in the time and place we're yeah. at at the moment. I can't imagine they're going out of their way to like make everyone travel during this time. They yeah. got to be picking like people up locally to do this stuff as they go mm-hmm. along. Because like you want someone who under like has the language and everything of uh, the landscape of the land and everything for sure for stuff. Like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yep, that makes sense. So what does she do? She stays in a hotel for fourteen days and she's going to order like room service, like uh, three meals a day. Yeah, it's it's called the Andrew package, like that Andrew <laughs> vacation. Well, he had it in Mexico. Now it's her turn. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I'm if I'm a Mira and I'm sitting in this hotel for two weeks, then I'm about to board a plane with less than a week left on my visa to go to the states. I'm gonna be nervous the entire two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be sweating it out. It's gonna be the worst experience. Um, and and I'm telling you this. The FaceTimes with Andrew are not going to make me feel better. The daily check-ins yeah. are going to be a punishment. Well, Mario, it seems like next week he's going to ask her, like, uh, all right, and then you, you commit to uh, conceiving a baby then upon arrival. Yeah, that was really weird. I'm I, I'm very interested to see what happens because it. she's like, oh. dude, I'm still trying to figure out if I can get into the country and you are talking about babies. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Mr. Subliminal is at work here. I'm like, baby, 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 <laughs> come on, baby, yeah, baby, get over here, baby. Did somebody say baby? Is. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Think of that. Like, just, just putting it out there. You don't have to get pregnant, but uh, just let's, uh, you know, let's just uh, see what happens, baby. Maybe, baby. <laughs> oh, God. No. You know, and, and here's the best part. You know he's going to use the argument of like, listen, we'll be saving money on daycare because we run one. So we've got that covered. It's not going to be an extra cost to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Andrew, listen. This is so weird. Far be it from me to judge anybody. Mm-hmm. Andrew is not a prize. So... <laughs> Amira moving there. Amira's moving more for the Sephora of it all yeah. than she is for the Andrew of it all. Okay. 
Yeah. End of story. Okay. Who yes. set up a Mira and Zed? Mm, oh my god. No. no, that's a like, no, it wouldn't work. Like I wanted like take the, to match. see if we could like mix and match some of these couples. <laughs> I don't know we, about that. What about Julia for Zed? Yes. Okay. Now that's a power couple. Power couple. <laughs> that's a power couple. All right, Amira, hang in there. Like we'll find that. somebody for you. <laughs> but, we got you. But got quick you. question, Rob: If somebody said go sit in a hotel room for two weeks by yourself, would you? I want would to love do it. it. I would love to be <laughs> there. <laughs> like, Andrew, call me. Call me, baby. <laughs> baby, I'm here. Send me to any hotel you want. Fourteen days, twenty-one. I'll go to the detainment in Mexico. <laughs> Nobody can find me. That's fine. But that was my thoughts exactly. But then I also am like, I know me. I would say yes. That's a vacation away from home, two yes. weeks, and then the minute I get there, I'll be so worried about what's going on mm-hmm. at home. I wouldn't even be able Mark, to enjoy I- I it. I can't tell you how many times that my wife has threatened to just leave here and just go check into a hotel somewhere. <laughs> She hasn't done it yet. Yes. She's let her many do it. times. Let her do it for like two days. I promise you, she'll come back <laughs> after two days because she she won't trust that anything is getting done while she's gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else on Andrew and Amira, Puya? Uh, not really, uh, unless I'm going to talk more about how much Andrew uh, bothers me. But no, I think that's it. No. We got the exclusive okay. interview with him, so I think that was a win ultimately. We've still got plenty more 90 Day Fiance to talk about with Puya and Mari, but let me take a quick word and thank a sponsor, our friends over at Brook Linen. How's your comforter looking these days? Uh, a lot like how you feel, maybe a little lumpy, maybe a little deflated, uh, not with the fluff that it used to have. It's time for a refresh with a Brook Linen. Brooklinen creates beautiful, high-quality bedding and home essentials. They work with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No middleman, no markups. I don't know what that hotel room in uh, Serbia is like for Amira, but I bet it doesn't have great sheets like you're going to get from Brooklinen. Their comforters come in a lightweight, all-season, ultra-warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress relief. They come in a variety of materials, uh, including an eco-friendly recycled down alternative. And Brooklinen's comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, including things like uh, pillows and duvet covers, too. There's a reason Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Uh, last night, this is a true story, uh, that I got a text message from a survivor who frequently appears on the podcast, and, and she said to me, um, by the way, do, do you really like the Brooklinen stuff, or, or do you just say it on the podcast? I said, no, I really like it. Uh, Brooklinen is the best. So, okay, well, what, what's the sheets that you guys have? Uh, I said, well, hold on, I have to ask uh, Nicole. And uh, she says that we have sateen, S-A-T. E-E-N. Uh, that's what we have. That's my favorite from Brooklinen. We swear by them. You're going to love them too. Treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Brooklinen's Comforter Collection. Go to brooklinen.com. Use promo code ROB to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter promo code ROB for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com. Promo code ROB, or as I like to say, no sleep till... Brooke Lennon. All right. Now let's get back to 90 Day Fiance. Let, let's check in on Stephanie and Harris because. Right. <laughs> Mari, what, what on earth is going on here? I, I was like, Stephanie and Ryan, scratch that. Harris. Like, Harris. What is this plug and play? Like, 
the Belizean men are not just there to be like, oh, okay, this one didn't work out. Let me take you to the U.S. This was the most awkward thing ever. N- not just because the first thing she does is call him Ryan several no, times. No, it was very awkward. <laughs> several times. Last Ryan, week, I mean, this ha- week. Harris, Harris, yes. Harris. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. And then, I don't know. This, guys, like. <laughs> what about when she gave him, like, a, come here, let me give you a kiss. And she, like, put the pocketbook in his face. Yeah, yes. And then she's like, oh, I'll give you a real one. Like, I don't, this is just the weirdest thing to me. So she says that she has feelings for him. She wants to make it very clear. <laughs> Let's be very clear. We did not have revenge sex. <laughs> DTR, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it is really interesting that she said that they uh, did communicate. Did we know she was there communicating regularly no. after that? No, but okay. it might have been under the guise of like, uh, she did communicate with every other single member of uh, oh, Ryan's family but like yeah. on the days she couldn't <laughs> find him. So it might have been like, have you seen Ryan today? He, I've called him 14 times and he didn't respond to me. So if you see him, let him know that I'm looking for him. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, that was weird. And then we finally get more of Harris uh, talking about he has three kids, kids. and he's been basically on and off, yeah, with his baby mother. Like, right now, they're off, apparently. Also, Puya, uh, did Harris look like how you thought he would look? Because, I don't, I don't know. Why, why? Because the last picture I remember they showed of him, I was like, oh, okay. And then when he popped up, I was like, I don't, this don't, I don't know. Well, you thought he was better in the picture. So in the picture, he was like, he was like, yeah, he was like in bed, like in his underwear, like, yeah, like like party guy. I actually thought the Harris uh, came in like, I don't know. Am I crazy that I was like, maybe Harris is a better fit for Stephanie. I don't know. I mean, it's very clear that Harris has been Marvin's rooming Stephanie forever, talking about, I'm just saying you can do better, DMing her all the time. Like, listen, Ryan ain't anything. Trust me. And, like, it's working out now. But, like, I think that Harris is willing to deal with her, but is also treating her way better, yeah. which is great. Um, Even though I think it's very – once she even fronts, like, jokingly – I wish we could just remove his name and put yours on the visa. And he's like, oh, I'll go to America. Like, yeah, Yeah. I'll do it. I'm fine. Like right now. And he definitely like gives off the vibe that he's like kind of like transactional about it. Like, yeah, America, it's rich, uh, the rich there. He's like, but I'll take care of Stephanie. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, Like, I I don't want to say scammers. Like, that's not what Mm -hmm. I want to perpetuate. But. Harris has a better patient game face than Ryan does. Like the, <laughs> like the whole yeah. having to, uh, what is it? Uh, an Among Us talk marinate a woman <laughs> yeah. to get them to take yeah. you to America. Ryan is just not good as good a, a, at it as Harris is. Harris is better at marinating Stephanie, and he is he is slipping in there. He's like, yeah, I'll come to America. I, I, I'll do that for you. And he even had the good sense, like in his um uh, uh, confession alone, he said, yeah, I want to go to America. I want to do this. Oh, yeah. And like you said, I- I'll take care of Stephanie as well. I was like, oh, see, he yeah. remembered to throw Stephanie in there. Ryan couldn't even do that. But he's been with Stephanie for like, you know, 
36 hours in person where he's like, I can put up with this. I live with Stephanie the rest of my life. What's so bad? She's going to pay all my bills and this is great. I'll just live with Stephanie. And if she has any problems, I'm going to be a shoulder to cry on. I'm not like a lot more. Uh, I can handle this a lot better than Ryan can. But, you know, get back to me in a little while, Harris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't had to deal with the the jealous Stephanie yet. He hasn't had to deal with that yet. He hasn't had to deal with yeah. the, oh, I didn't answer my phone where twice. Where are you, What's Harris? Yeah. Right. And I think that he benefits from the 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 hero vibes that he's giving off right now. Like he went, you know, bus ride, a <laughs> boat ride over. He sky dove in the middle. Like he really <laughs> went out of his way to get to her, whereas she had to go out of her way to get to Ryan. So he's in a better position right now. And I do think that his marination game is better. So I think he he can secure the bag. He can secure yes. the visa. The question is. Uh, let's be real. Once this visa doesn't go through and, and Stephanie files another visa, are the authorities not going to be like, uh, what are you doing? Did you not just file this with someone else and, and you didn't right. take it? So it'll be it'll be funny to see if this actually has legs. But I got to imagine Stephanie's going to finish off her trip and then just come back. Nothing else is going to come of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know uh, that it's crazy that here we are. And and uh, I guess the bar is so low with Ryan that I, and I feel like, oh, maybe maybe Harris. Yeah. Um, uh, do, do you guys think it's like officially over with Ryan and Stephanie? Yes, I think so. I th- I think it's done done. Um, we haven't heard from Ryan. I don't think we're going to see Ryan again. Um, I could be wrong. If if we get a tell all, I wouldn't be shocked if they try and put Harris and Ryan in the same phone call again, because they <laughs> did try that for bears all did not work, but I don't think so. I don't, based on what we've gotten in the releases since, I don't think that, I think they're, they're completely toast. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Mari? I I'm surprised. Like normally on these type of shows, they say they're broken up all the time, and then a week later they act like nothing happened. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really like, okay, so you're saying you are really done with Ryan, but like all of his like his gifts were still there. So I I don't know. I I I'm really surprised that she actually. It was a good thing. I. I don't think they should be together, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do think she should go back home um, <laughs> alone. <laughs> uh, last week, Rob, you asked if there was ever another person on the show who had started with a person yeah. in the show and then ended up with somebody else. I did forget about this. There was a guy named Ricky who, um, in before the ninety days, see, uh, ninety days before the ninety days, he was supposed to meet up with this girl, Melissa. Um, who we found out was someone that he was getting catfished with Melissa's pictures, but then the producers found Melissa and brought her in and she was not feeling him at all. She was only getting the money. So then she left and then he was still talking to someone else on the side named Jimena. And then he met up with her and that didn't work out. Ricky was a human disaster. And if we were ever to do a rewatch, that would be one of my nominees for a season for you to check out. But someone did DM me with that information, and I thought, forgot. I forgot about right? Ricky. That was right? such a train wreck. Oh, yeah. oh he was awful. <laughs> he was so bad. Wow. And that was a season with Darcy too. So like, it was a combo platter of awful. That was yeah, yeah, good times. Good times. Um, now I'm just looking at Stephanie's Instagram. Uh, she did say the other day, uh, "Stay tuned for more info." And on the end of the season, tell all my team has something in the works. I think you will Ooh. all enjoy. Okay. Right, so yeah. tell all. We're probably gonna get a tell. Although, all. Uh, and then I will say uh, that on Stephanie's Instagram, that her uh, most her uh, she does have some. Uh, I would say not family appropriate uh, photos uh, recently on her uh, on her Instagram. Oh no. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. 
Uh, mm. Lots of she's shooting guns. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's a wild uh, Instagram for uh, for Stephanie. Yeah, and I just something about uh, maybe I got I got to talk about this, but something about Stephanie just keep dangling this like America carrot in front of Ryan first, and then Harris, mm-hmm. and then all the gifts. Like y'all said, her love language is gift giving. I think it's way past the love language. It is like mm-hmm. possession. And the way that she's trying to possess these men is a little weird. But mm-hmm. however, what happened to her last week was just disgusting. And I really do hope uh, Ryan is out of the picture. But boy, she just. Her, some of her decision making. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Rob, I couldn't help myself. You said her Instagram and I went and looked. Yeah. So oh, she's posted a picture of the the snake watch she had gotten, Ryan. I guess people on the Internet were giving her smack about it being three thousand and it's only like two hundred bucks. Oh. She got it from one of those websites where it says retail three thirty four ninety five three thousand four hundred. But it's ninety four percent off on sale. So it's two twenty. And she's like, I got it before it was marked down. So it wasn't really a yeah. thing. And like this is in the middle of you said guns, yeah. and then I'm looking, and there's like she's like dressed as Catwoman yeah. in a photo down Puya, here. I, I, I got another interesting uh, fact from Stephanie's uh, Instagram. Uh, she has All a right. link in the bio. That uh, click on the link in, in Stephanie's bio and tell me you and tell it's me what a, you it's think. It's a link tree. Oh, no. She's got there. There. Oh, no. there are, so so you have. She has a link, and then it clicks to this four. This four other links that you could go to. For Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. So the first one is weight loss. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, second one is age reversal. Good. Okay. Fourth one is her Instagram page, which we just got to from. Mari, can you guess the third one? I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The third one is OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you have it. Yeah. Good. No haters allowed. OnlyFans. Only if you want to follow Stephanie. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm rooting for for her her and Harris, I guess. Uh, No. Staris? I'm rooting for her. Yeah, her. What's her cat's name? I'm rooting for her and the cat. Cooper? Mm -hmm. Cooper the cat? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if we were going to rank, like, the men of 90 Day Fiance, like, I kind of feel like that on this season, like, uh, Harris seems like the third best guy. The yeah the the he's the, up there the, top four at the worst. <laughs> yeah, the walls are pretty. Like, the, 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 it's, it's very easy barrier to entry, like yeah. to, to make the top three. I think Harris so far, you know, we've seen him for two episodes. Outside of um, being an accomplice in a in a affair, uh, I don't think he's done anything to like hurt his own yeah. stock. Yeah. But I was yeah. about to say, I wonder what his baby mother would yeah, say I mean, about, she's, about that. Yeah, get her on. This is true. All. Like, Harris? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harris? I would really like to know if they truly are off. Yeah. <laughs> something tells yeah. me. He told me that he was going out to uh, get a, uh, a glass of milk. A glass of milk <laughs> or something. something. He's going to get the newspaper. That was two days ago. <laughs> Yeah, I was supposed to go to work. He's supposed to be watching these kids right now. Where is Harris? Okay. <sighs> All right. God. Let's talk about then 
Uh, let, let's do Mike and Natalie and then end with uh, Yara and Jovi because this was a, uh, a, a not the week I expected from Mike and Natalie. Yeah, this is like the eye of the hurricane. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's only rough because I saw the next time on mm-hmm. and I'm like so scared for them. But like we got a lot from them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, between uh, Uncle Bo turn, turning 50, which... 50? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that was all of two minutes. And then they went fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, they were on a good terms. Um, uh, Uncle Bo um, would be younger than a lot of uh, current WWE superstars, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, a lot worse shape than a lot of the WWE superstars <laughs> as well. To say the least. But a lot more stylish. Yeah. Yeah, Goldberg uh, okay. is uh, older than uh, Uncle Bo, right? Yeah, 55, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, it uh, is the years and not the mileage. What did y'all think about Mike being like, like Natalie, like, hey, my visa expires in three weeks. And he's like, well, the courts are closed. We can't do anything about it. We'll just use that time to get married. And then she's like, but I don't want to be illegal. And he's like, eh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing was wild because I, I kind of felt like, and I, I do want to circle back to more Uncle Bo talk, uh, but I, I, do, <laughs> I, I felt like that all on Mike's plan was like, uh, let's run out the clock. You know, we got mm-hmm. 18 days. Uh, like, what's the rush? Like, oh, we never, we forgot to get married. I, I guess you have to leave now. <laughs> I guess you have to go home. Uh, but this was fun because um, the, the way that he was like even dangling, like, we're not even engaged. Like, uh, how are we going to get married? What are we doing? Um, but, um, you know, Natalie was really trying to make make this work. Takes two people to get married. Doesn't have a ring. 18 days. Um, but by the end of this, we do. He gives her the ring back. Yeah. Not going to lie to you. Up until that scene, all I was thinking was no one in the history of mankind is happier for this pandemic than Mike is because he's literally <laughs> uh, it fell in his pandemic. lap. Uh. Damn you, pandemic. Yeah, and even that drive home, it I thought he was psyching himself up to break up with her. Like when he Same. was like talking to himself, and it was the weirdest thing when he pulled that ring out. But guys, we cannot <laughs> skip over the dress shopping. That's why mm-hmm. I'm why I'm here. Okay, oh, absolutely. Okay, all right. We got, so we gotta go to the dress uh, Natalie ends up uh going to the dress store. Uh, I've seen a, a f- more than a few dress stores uh in the last couple of weeks. And she goes in. Okay, so Mar, take us through what's what's going on here at the dress store. Yeah, so apparently she called the dress store and they're about to go through, uh, like, they're still in March 2020. So they're probably about to go through, a, like, a real lockdown, like a mm. brutal one because they're in um, Washington. It yeah. wasn't Washington where they, they were, had, like, yeah, the one first of the, few cases. The, like, the first, like, hotbeds. Like, even, like, yeah. uh, it was, like, uh, New York and Washington, I feel like, were, like, the two biggest spots uh, in the early going. Yeah, so she called them. They said, we're going to be closed tomorrow. So she went to go dress shopping at the shop without telling Mike, which I was like, hmm, very telling. Um, So she actually went by herself. So this is the first bride that we've seen this um, season go by herself. And uh, she introduced herself to the shop lady. So these are very customary questions that they ask you when you go wedding dress shopping. When is your date? What kind of style do you want? Is your venue outside or inside? And she really couldn't say 
anything, answer any of those questions outside of what type of dress she wanted. Um, and I did feel bad for her at that moment because you could see it all over her face. But that wedding shop lady did a great job of making her feel better. And, you know, because a lot of brides go uh, uh, shopping without a date. Like I did for once. I, I, I went shopping and we weren't set on our date yet. So that was perfectly fine. And they set it up so her mom could um, watch the dresses. And I I honestly had to stop myself from taking notes on the dresses. <laughs> like, I thought I was on Say Yes to the Dress for a mm-hmm. minute there. Because I was like, oh, number one is amazing. But anyways, it she went dress shopping. She Her mom was there. She found the dress, which was an A-line. I'd just like to point that out. She went in there looking for a mermaid and came out with the A-line dress. That's for everybody who knows what I'm talking about. Um, And her mom was very excited. She was happy. She said, this is the first time I felt like I'm getting married. Yeah, that's about right. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad. I really felt bad this whole time because you could just, I just, I just don't see them getting married. And it just felt, I felt bad for her because her mom was excited. She even said, I don't want to tell my mom we're having I felt bad for mama. I really did. Yeah. Like, uh, Natalie, she knows what's going on. Uh, She's deluding herself. But mama, (laughs) she doesn't know any better. Yeah. And I, the dress looked great on her. The dress that she picked looked great on her. So it's even sadder because it's not, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Hmm. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they were asking her, but like, uh, so when are you getting married? She's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, we don't know. Like, uh, well, okay. Like, yeah, you're getting inside, married inside or outside. Like, yeah, <laughs> I really, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That one kind of should have been easy because, like, it's March. Her her visa's up in three weeks. It's Washington. I think she hates it's still cold. cold. Yeah. Yeah. So just stay inside, like. You know. Maybe it was a COVID thing. Maybe she didn't know if they're going to have the outside wedding. Oh, uh, that's true. I don't know. But uh, yeah, poor, yeah. poor Natalie. Um, but then, okay, so then Mike comes back and, and it's like, we got the setup. I thought he was going to like, like basically like uh, tell her like, it's over, get out. Uh, uh-huh. And then ultimately he says, will you be my fiance again? He gives us a ring back. Where did this come from, Puya? Yeah, I mean. What a swerve. Yeah, he. He started his speech. He's like, you know, everything's crazy. The world timing's crazy right now. The world's crazy. The pandemic's crazy. Um, So I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to, you know, say this. And then he like puts the ring out (laughs) and she's like, "Uh, you want to say something with that? He's like, will you be my fiance again? And Rob, Mari, like Mm -hmm. the grilling that still came from Natalie, like you mean, you mean from scratch? You mean, you mean forget Kiev now? Like she wants all the addendums done right here, right now. And, and to me, this was very weird because first of all, I don't think mm-hmm. any of us, herself included, expect this to happen. <laughs> Second of all, yeah. you've been waiting for this moment for like what seventy-seven days. Just take the ring. Just yeah. take the she ring. She should have just taken the win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Um. And and she, uh, you know, uh, Nat- Natalie asked about like, uh, so you think that we can forget about Keeve? And it was something that. Like uh, in, in my house, it's overheard. If I said something uh, to my wife, she's like, "No, I don't, don't want to hear about Kiev again. <laughs> Enough with Kiev." Yeah. Yes, and it was the weird. It, that's what I wrote. Down. I said, "This is weird. Like this is there's nothing romantic about yeah. this initially. Initially, yeah, uh, yeah. But he could have also said, "Yeah, you know, like, uh, like let's let's we don't need to talk about that right now." But he goes right back into like being like a sad sack. Oh, here we go again. We go. Oh, this is what you do. 
Like, uh, it was the least romantic proposal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, you can't even let this go. You can't, you gotta ruin the happy moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, guys, do you really blame her? Like, I do get like, that was, that was definitely like a womp womp. But do you blame her? No, he it was a fair cut. question. Like, okay, so we're good mm-hmm. now. You're not. You're not still mad, mad over that. Like, I think that that was fair. Like, she should have. Yes. Like, I I hear you, Puya. She should have just taken the ring and run. But uh, <laughs> I think that was. I think that was a fair question of like, oh, so we're good now. This is like we're back to like uh, we're gonna let bygones be bygones. Yeah. No, it's it's a more than fair question. I'm someone who like you know I'm big on communication. I'm big on clarifying things. I'm big right. on being on the same page. So, but. But Mike's an insane person. And, and <laughs> Mike literally, like, I feel like this was so shocking to me. That's why I'm like, take the ring, ask the questions later. Because like, mm-hmm. if you have the ring, he's not going to ask for it back. Like, it's over. It's done. Um, but then I thought when he got up to leave, I really thought it was over. Like, he was not mm-hmm. going to give it back. So when he gave it back anyways, I was shocked. And I'm with Mari where had they ended the episode here and then didn't give us the next time on, I really don't know what I would have said on this podcast. I would have been like, right. uh, I guess they're getting married. But then they really gave us like three minutes of happiness before they showed us that next time on, they're going to be fighting again. Exactly. And again, that's why I said I don't blame her for asking this question because we've said that you said this all season <laughs> that Mike will agree to something. He'll give her a little bit. And then next day, he'll take it away. He'll give it to her and take it away. I won't eat meat. Oh, I'm going to eat meat. Mm-hmm. Well, let's set a date. Oh, we're not setting a date anymore. Like, I I don't blame her. It's like PTSD in a sense. Like, not to trivialize it, but honestly, I, I she's afraid to take that ring because I think she's afraid for him. he's going to take it back from her. And next time on, yeah. what happens? All right. Well, before we get to that, we do have at least like a rare happy moment between uh, Mike yeah. and Natalie featuring uh, something that uh, I didn't need to hear. So since you got a big shiny rock on you now, do you want to go practice some non-social distancing? Oh, I have to practice some non-social distancing. <laughs> yeah. I really thought we were about to get through that without you bringing that up, bro. I can't believe you forced us to go back. <laughs> that was like, like that's like when you've been in the pandemic for a year and you're like, oh, that was pretty smooth. No, it was not. It was just they showed emotion to each other. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, no, look at you was, go. It was not smooth. That's like, I think for like, you're like a day into the pandemic. You never right. heard the word social distancing before. And, and you think you're coming up with something clever and original. <laughs> and now fast forward to the future where that's everybody's pickup line now like hey baby let's not social distance like, oh my god all right so mike and natalie it's it, is it over next week it looks like this is like the season finale like they're making it out to be next week of like well i don't know what's gonna happen but she's out of there yeah and even i so he after he gives her the ring and so he gives her the ring we get we cut to natalie's confessional or whatever you call it and she's like i'm so happy about and she's beaming and and again i'm like oh that's great but it's not great because i know what's coming (laughs) and then you go to mike's confessional and he's like yeah you know it's been good uh so i i wanted to give her the ring and i just yelled i don't believe you (laughs) like he couldn't even like muster up it's 
it seemed very bare minimum, even in his confessional, when he was saying how much he loves her and wanted, wants her to be his fiance again. It was it was two sentences of, yeah, I decided to give her the ring back. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to talking about what's going on with uh, Yara and Jovi, uh, Puya had sent me a, a message. So like, you got to check out. Uh, 90 Day Bears All this week. Uh, Mari, did you check out any of this? Unfortunately, Good. no. We can fill you I in. We can fill you in. Plus. Because it has to deal mm-hmm. with the birthday boy, Uncle Bo. Uh, first off, just to go back oh. to Bo- Uncle Bo's birthday party, who is this woman, uh, Tamara, the neighbor? <laughs> is there something going on here with Tamara and Uncle Bo? She, she lives down the hill. And she baked the cake. That's as far as I got. She brought the cake. That was it. This was the saddest party of all time, by the way, with the four of them <laughs> yeah. drink, doing birthday shots out of mugs. I was like, mm, I wish. Yeah. I was and else. again, you know, we're a year into a pandemic where Uncle Bo's blowing on the cake and I'm out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was so out. So out. So out. <laughs> birthday parties are not the same. They hit no. different now, Puya. Yeah. <laughs> they really do. That cake is a personal cake now. I don't want to touch it. Like, leave it alone. Okay. So uh, Uncle Bo, uh, he is um, featured, or we don't we don't see him, but we learn a little bit about where Uncle Bo lived at uh, Mike's house. Uh, could you set up? So Mike was on ninety day uh, bears. Did he say anything of consequence? Not really. There wasn't all that much there. Um, primarily, I was there. I go. I make sure I I watch the exclusive. And when I found out, so Mari, what was happening here is they wanted to give us the a, a never before seen footage of um, Uncle Bo and Natalie. Uncle Bo and Natalie were having bonding time and they wanted to show us this. So we got a view of them talking, which I really hope Rob has the sound drops for oh, these because it was I, fascinating. I can, I can cue it up. You know, I got I was so concerned with the second clip they showed of Uncle Bo. I totally <laughs> forgot about Here, Give me give me a second. I'll, 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 I'll okay. cue it up. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, basically, um, this is the, you can tell this is from when Uncle Bo still lived there. So like when mm-hmm. she first moved in, because like right, like after the first couple of weeks, she wanted him out, and he moved out mm-hmm. eventually. So it was just wild, Mari, because when I tell you that they really gave us the Uncle Bo meat and potatoes that we wanted in the episode here, because I I was <laughs> surprised we didn't get anything in the episode. Yeah, yeah, it was like. Two minutes of celebrating his birthday. Yeah, yeah. I was excited to have him uh, come back for uh, Uncle Bo, uh, come back into the picture because he's been he's been missing all season long. Uh, but he, he was uh, here in this in this clip, and uh, here is a, a little bit of uh, Natalie uh, talking to Uncle Bo uh, because he's talking about what he's looking for in a woman. Yeah, you what's gonna- wrong? Because I'm not going to be here all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm at to move on. For Why? Where are you going to go? I might find me a woman and I'll move in with her. She'll be my sugar mama. You who? I'll find a lady friend, you know, and she'll be my sugar mama. You who? <laughs> so he's looking for a sugar mama, but uh. Natalie has never heard this term before. Uh, I also put you that I suspect Natalie hates sugar to begin with. Yeah. No, mm. She was focused on it because she was like, wait, there's sugar in this? You shouldn't have that. Have a, <laughs> have a carrot, mama. That have might be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't know, maybe Uncle Bo and Stephanie might be a good match if we're going to mix and match different people from the 90 Day Fiance verse. 
Uh, could Uncle Bo keep up with Stephanie? <laughs> uh, her ravenous appetite. I don't. I, I don't. I, I think he could. I think he could. <laughs> uh, okay. So then, this was the clip that really blew me away. Puya of S- Stephanie goes to start the car one morning, and she can't start the car. And apparently, they have like some sort of like car starter in the garage where this is where Mari Uncle Bo now Stephanie oh I'm sorry Natalie has all only talked about how cold it is in the house Uncle Bo lives in the garage Uh, he's got like a little barn room that he lives in and I say that it's not a finished barn it's not like ooh they redid it for him yeah this is think of the worst barn you could think of Mari and then add a tent into it oh he sleeps in a tent. It's like in the a barn. wooden, like uh, oh. some sort of like log cabinet. It looks like there's holes where daylight is coming through, <laughs> and there's like a little area where he sleeps. Uh, looks like he has like a uh, like a mattress on the floor. Puya. Uh, then so then um, we get a zoom in on the interior of what's going on in Uncle Bo's little shack. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a fridge, but. It was whatever it was. It was a thing that had nudies plastered all over it. So you had like a bunch of like, Stop it. like yeah, like bikini photos and stuff. Like uh, well, Playboy I don't think cutouts. it was bikini photos because they were they were blurred. So oh yeah, true. Basically, so nudies. Yeah, yeah, he has like porno <laughs> oh magazines, like lined like the like the like wallpaper of like his little igloo area <laughs> of the, of the shack, and, and Natalie is horrified. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Sounds like a serial killer's lair or something. Yeah. And this was on Mike's property. This is when he lived uh, with yeah. Mike. Here's, here's yeah. Natalie. This is what living with Mike yeah. was. Here's Natalie exploring Uncle Bo's place. Uncle Bo from inside. Oh my God. I cannot believe Uncle Bo lived here. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointing at his porn collection. <laughs> collection of alcohol and then he has like a shelf of just empty Empty. bottles of liquor there's uh one two three empty bottles of jack daniels an empty smirnoff an empty kraken i don't even know what that is he's got like two big empty bottles of crown royal up there so uncle bo is a 19 year old college student (laughs) yes yes he got his he adapted his style and his living sense from a, a dormitory, pretty much. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what that sounds like to me. That is horrific. Oh Uncle my God. Bo, the stylish man ever. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if we were still talking about the crossover linking, Stephanie also likens herself to be stylish with her very themed handbag she's got. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think yes. they would make a good match. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about jovi and yara because uh this this was wild uh could not believe this and it starts off really good so it's a very very happy story Uh of yara tells us jovi he's being good they're having fun at mardi gras uh that jovi's turned over a new leaf uh we didn't know he had it in him uh so everything is good we get more dress shopping mario uh how did yara do dress shopping this was great like it was awkward though because she had the the right premise. She want you bring your mother in law dress shopping. That's a great premise. However, your mother in law is not 
uh, invited to your wedding. So that's awkward. (laughs) But you know what was wild? That that later on in the episode, when he's out with his douchebag friends at the bachelor party, (laughs) those guys were saying, yeah, we got to leave for Vegas in eight hours. Those guys are going? Yes. And Gwen's not invited? Right. And that's why I was so confused by like the, I was like, wait, they're, they're going to Vegas too now? Like, I thought it was just these a holes get to go. Poor Gwen <laughs> can't even go to the wedding. She's like, I found somebody to marry my son. <laughs> so this wedding dress shopping, this is pretty cool. Um, except for they weren't in a wedding dress shop, which makes sense. If you're just going to go to Vegas, you don't need to go to your regular wedding dress shop boutique. But this was this is what the perfect wedding dress shopping experience should look like because um yara and the lady picked out i mean they only had like three white dresses Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so she tried on the first one she didn't really like it um but joby's mom was gwen was you know she kept throwing little digs like oh who's gonna who's gonna be at your wedding you know i would love to be at your wedding and then when she starts crying on the first dress and yara's like why are you crying like i was like oh my god this is so awkward and gwen is trying to explain like that's my only child and and you know i want to be at the wedding and all this stuff and yara i i love this moment from yara because yara realized just like you guys are saying like Gwen has been the only person who's really been backing her up a lot of the time since she's been here and it came out of nowhere i, I the way they were um hyping up Gwen pre-show was that Gwen was going to be another Colts mom 2.0 she wasn't gonna like it but Gwen has been supportive every step of the way and so Yara finally tells her like okay you can go to the wedding and then she's like while Gwen is sobbing she's like okay I'm gonna try on a second dress (laughs) and then she comes out in the second dress and um it was beautiful on her and I'm glad she picked it. And, and, and by this time it's all sunk in and Yara's like, yes. And you're coming to the wedding and they're like, yes. And it was, that was such such a great moment to see. And I'm, I'm really glad Yara got this nice, great moment before all of the weird crap that yeah. Uh, yeah. Jovi puts her through. When's come around for you? Like we were uh, like, uh, Gwen stock was at the all time low when the ants came over. But really, I think since the introduction of Monty, uh, you know, Gwen has been, you know, very nice to Yara about the announcement of the baby on the way. She really wants mm-hmm. to be there for the wedding. Yara lets her. And of course, like of the like uh, some of the moms that we've seen on the show, you know, Gwen is, uh, you know, relatively harmless. Big time. I think that uh, in her real life, she probably gets this as well, where they might have bad negative judgments on her until mm-hmm. they meet Monty. They're like, Oh, you're a saint now. Like Monty mm-hmm. is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do think that, um, I do think that it's a combination of, she clearly cares about her and Jovi. She cares about the yeah. wedding. Like she's talked about, you know, it's in our culture to have like big gatherings to celebrate these things. But I do think her intentions are pure, which helps. Um, and I, and I initially was like, listen, like I, she clearly doesn't want you there. I felt uncomfortable for her kind of like pushing her agenda, Mm -hmm. but ultimately given what we know now of it's her and some of his friends, I think that she should be there. The friends need not be there, especially Kaz, who we'll talk about in a second here. Mm. Um, But no, definitely. I I do think Gwen is one of the, the better in the mom ranking. She's up there um, at this point. Okay. All right. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. 
Gwen is coming to the wedding, uh, so she gets to go. Uh, so we get to a second Yara and Jovi scene. And first off, we start off with uh, apparently uh, Yara fell in the street also uh, this day, Mari. Yeah, New Orleans doesn't like Yara. Yeah, like, somebody no. vomited on her. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's had some- like, but to be fair, those streets are very like cobblestony, mm-hmm. and she loves her heels. So maybe it was just like an accidental slip yeah. and fall. But I'm really glad to see that she, um, that like she, she was fine. They, you know, they went to urgent care. They made sure everything was was good with her and the baby. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm just glad she's okay. She's okay. They sort of tried to make it seem like that this was like a spur of the moment thing, but it's the night before they're going to Vegas, and it seems like that this was on the books, this uh, Jovi's bachelor party. And I can't imagine that Jovi did not already pre-commit to appearing at his bachelor party before it was scheduled. Oh, yeah. I think that, I think that, you know, the whole start of the episode with them, I was like, why has he been so as she's saying it's been an amazing week? I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, truly on his best behavior. This is why, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Like oh. Yara falling flat on her back while pregnant did not stop him from getting to go out <laughs> on this thing. And like what was interesting to me was the deal that was struck, right? Because they clearly did a little bit of negotiation where he was like, Oh, but I really want to go, but I also want to be here. Like he played that well. And then she was like, okay. Um, no drinking and be back in two hours. He was like, no. She was like, okay, two drinks, two hours. He was like, no. And then she was like, a few drinks, two hours. He's like, okay, I'll take that. Um, no, there was no doubt in my mind, Rob. I, I mean, it's very clear with with the Jovi of it all. You plan a party, he'll be there. I don't care mm-hmm. what is going on in his life. He will show up at least for for a little bit. Okay. I have a question for both of you. Have yeah. y'all been to New Orleans? I have been Rob to New has. Orleans. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I've been to New Orleans a few times, luckily, among in my life. When she said two drinks, I was like, okay. And he's like, sure. The first drink he grabs is the hand grenade. The hand grenade. Like, yeah. Two will do it. What, what's in a hand grenade? <laughs> it's a lot of grain alcohol. It's like it's like Ever, Everclear, uh, lemon, uh, melon liqueur. And like vodka, it is it is literally nothing but sugar and alcohol. And again, the reason I know that is that I've been several times. I've been for two separate bachelorette parties. Okay. Um, uh, and we've looked this up a lot. So I yeah. and I I've had my yeah. own experience with a hand grenade. Okay. It involves like several bottles that can only be found in Uncle Bo's shack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Bo yes. was mixing hand grenades in there. <laughs> exactly. His own and I was like, if you're only gonna do two drinks, then those would be the two. And Natalie is like, Uncle Bo, there's way too much sugar in that drink, also. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is not good so- for you. Yeah. Reading this recipe, yeah, vodka, rum, gin, and melon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of like the the cheat way of like, well, she said two, so I got I got this, I got everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the hand grenade is like basically the national drink of new of New Orleans. <laughs> like that, yeah. that's the one thing I think of when I go there. Yeah, so that and a, uh, a hurricane. Yeah. Yes, yes, and the hurricane. Yes, so it's agreed. the The next live know it all slash uh, Liana and Puya's wedding reception is going to be in New Orleans, right? Sounds good. And I'm invited. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. that's the movie right. you are invited. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, that's good. That was much smoother than what Gwen did. 
to get invited right. yes. to the wedding. <laughs> yes, that's how you smoothly invite yourself. <laughs> that was to a lot wedding. better. Okay, so all right, Jovi gets to go to his bachelor party, but just for a little bit. Just, just look over a little bit. We're leaving in the mm-hmm. morning. Yard isn't feeling great. Just go ahead for for a little bit. And he hasn't packed. Yeah, he's not packed. All right, mm-hmm. it's one night with the guys. So here we go. And uh, this, she let the dog off the leash, and he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. All the bros are back. They're tearing up Bourbon Street. One last night by Jovi rules, Puya. Just one last night, and. and- you know Jovi's going to play fast and loose with these rules. There was no world where Jovi was going to have the two drinks and dip out. So <laughs> it's him, Kaz, and and the friend that we've met who he gave a TV to, who he got a TV from, right? Do I have this mm-hmm. right? I believe yeah. it's the same friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah's uh, so, husband, yeah. Yes, yes. So, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Klein. Was it Klein? Yeah, yeah yes. there we go. The, the one yeah. who's smart enough to say, you know what? I- I'm actually not going to go to a strip club on television. Yeah, <laughs> he knows better. He knows better. Yeah, that that man's was on point. No, so it's been ninety minutes. They've tore up a couple hand grenades. They've hanged out with the friends. Clearly, it'll take him about twenty minutes to get home. So this would hit the two hour mark. You know, he's safe. He had his drinks. He hung out with his bro bros. Everything's good. What Jovi did, audience? Jovi said, "Forget that noise. The strip club's next. I gotta go say goodbye to my home away from home. The strip club with mm-hmm. Kaz." Yeah. So. Then they go into the strip club, and I want someone else to take the mic now and continue. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it wouldn't be a night out for Jovi. He had to go to his old haunts at the uh, the penthouse uh, club and needed to go uh, check it out. And he had the one friend that wouldn't go in. And apparently he used to like go out there till be like five, six in the morning uh, and close that place down. And he goes in and uh, like, uh, you know, he's a regular there over at the strip club. He is having many more drinks. Like the camera is like zooming in on like a table (laughs) with like five or six empty like rocks glasses. God Mm. knows how many uh, drinks Jovi's had at that point. He's also joking around about how he still is not packed. So he's going to return home from this place uh, completely hammered and then also have to pack for his wedding. Yeah. crazy this isn't like a trip with the lads where it's like okay four t-shirts two shorts socks i'm good like that's not it (laughs) and like can i ask this okay he said he used to be at the strip club six or seven nights a week what is he doing there like how much can one do in a week at a strip club that you're there six nights a week that was insane to me and like they're showing us b-roll of him like throwing singles into the air like it's nothing this was just he's nuts i don't get it Right. And this is this is my question as well. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so you're at the strip club. This is your old haunt. Like who whose main hangout is the strip club? And I would just like to clarify again, I've been to New Orleans a lot of times. I have not been into a strip club. Mm He is from New Orleans. Why would you go to a strip club that is on like Bourbon Street? Like that is like the most touristy (laughs) strip club you can get to it. It. He was throwing those ones, Puya, like he's never done it before. So I was really doubting this. The way, something about the way he was throwing those ones just did not sit right yeah, with me. Yeah, whose money was that? Because it seems <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I don't, again, I don't know the protocol here of like, the, you just walk in and do they change your money into ones? Like, do you walk in, you put like a hundred down and they give you like a hundred ones? 
So, I mean, my experiences with strip clubs, I've been to two in my lifetime, both in Canada. There is no $1 bill in Canada. Yeah. The lowest money, like, bill <laughs> a is a fiver. Yeah. 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 And no one's given a loony over. <laughs> no. no. I, but I think I've heard that they do transfer your money to, like, they they clearly brought Kaz over a plate of, like, here's your 50 topper. And there was, like, mm-hmm. 50 singles. I do think they exchange it for you. Um I wouldn't want that job to be honest of like, all right, you're the singles guy. Like they give you a hundred, go to the back room and bring a hundred singles. I don't want that. That mm-hmm. seems like a, the hot yep. mess. I don't want that. Yeah. But of all but the like, jobs you could have there, that's, so that's probably, uh, you know, not the worst. Fair, fair. I mean, ultimately, to me, it's like, <laughs> it's just like, I guess like you can, you can sit at a strip club and have drinks with your friends, but also like you could do that at a club. You could do that at a nightclub. So I don't right. get the appeal. I just do not. I do mm-hmm. not. It seems like, yeah, I don't know. Was he like a part owner? He should have been at some point. If he's been know. there six, seven nights a week, he might as well be getting like some yeah, kind shares. of shares. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> this woman comes over and then she's uh, sitting uh, with Joe. And who's this other guy? Kaz. 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 That's still Kaz. Yeah. yeah. Kaz the troublemaker. And Kaz mm-hmm. is saying about how like, all right, well, like, uh, like I just paid for you to go upstairs with this woman. And uh, <laughs> Joby's like, well, I guess if you, you know. Do what? Yeah. What are we doing upstairs? Do I want to know? This was bad. This was just so bad. And the fact that, like, I, I feel like Yara, you know, two and a half hours for a bachelor party. Yeah, that's kind of like, uh, but then, like, say, okay, say you stay longer. Sometimes, like, okay, boys will be boys, but you're staying longer doing dirt. So mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Right. You don't deserve those yeah. extra on a TV show minutes. that she's eventually going to watch. Like the little and what he what he's doing. Then also, like one day she has to watch this and get humiliated. Yes, exactly. Like if my husband said, I you know I went over the two and a half hours, but it was because we were just really just talking. We were just grooving. Mm-hmm. Like you know, me and my friends were we were just out and we were just having a lot of fun. I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying. I'd be like, okay, and then I'll I'll know. There's TV evidence. Okay, yeah, he was just it just got a little uh, out of hand. No, not only did you not come home on time, but you went upstairs with a stripper. Mm-hmm. The camera didn't follow you upstairs. What am I supposed to think? Yeah, yeah. Where's this going? What, what what's going to happen? Does he then come? Are we going to still see more from? Is there anything else from this party, or are we going to go uh, the next episode? He's coming home. I, I hope they've skipped the champagne room to home. I don't I don't mm-hmm. want to know what's going on up there. No, I mean, based on what we saw on the next time on, I imagine that he's going to come home late. He's going to come home smelling a booze. No suitcase packed. He's going to sleep. He's going to wake up hungover and groggy. She's going to have problems with him doing that. It's the whole airport. Like, Jovi and Yara quietly have become the stars of the show based on how, on the back of Jovi's entire stupidity. <laughs> and, and I think that that's not going to stop next week. I think they're probably going to be the main episode um, of the uh, main story of the next episode. And I I just feel bad for Yara. I do. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't see any situation outside of this one pleasant week she's had where Yara has been treated well. So I, mm-hmm. I hate everything for her. I really do. And I can honestly see her having to pack his suitcase because Kaz made it seem like they were going to try and stay out all night, let alone they stay, they, they stay out all night. Then he comes home. He said he was getting some sleep. So he falls asleep. So Yara is going to be have, have to be the one to pack his suitcase. She's going to be just ultra mad. And that the next time on there, she looked like she was wanted to cuss him out in that taxi. Yeah. 
or uh, was cussing him out in that taxi. Can I ask a question? Uh, will Brandon have a bachelor party? Or he has no oh. friends? If Yeah, is Betty going to throw it for him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about it's, Tariq? Yeah. Tariq bachelor party. Uh, Tariq has friends, but they might just spend that time like dunking on him. Yeah. They're not gonna yeah, like. Tariq might be like, "Hey, we should uh, conference in Minty." And everybody, like, "No, Tariq, what is wrong with you? Stop it! Stop it!" Uh, now I just need I need the footage of Brandon going to a strip club with Ron and Betty. Now that mm-hmm. I don't know how we procure that, but it has Sit to sit back, son. I'll show you how we do it. Oh God! Uh, okay. All right. Do we have anything else? Ninety Day Fiance from this week. Uh, not from anything from the show that we've missed out on. So mm-hmm. we're in a good spot there. Um, obviously, 90 Day, The Single Life, still going strong on Discovery+. Plus. I haven't watched any episodes since the first one yet. I do intend on catching up with it, and we do intend on talking about it at some point. But like Rob said at the start of the, the – the, you said at the start of the episode, literally 90 Day has become a, a year-round sport, and it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And for as long as it's there, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. Okay. I, I had so much fun today. This was that great. That was really fun. This yeah. was great. <laughs> I loved it. Um, all right, Mari, uh, tell us a little bit uh, more about uh, what you have going on. So, of course, you can catch me every week on the Wrestling Rehap Up, where we uh, go over the highlights of this week in wrestling. Um, we'll see. This week, it's probably going to be all WWE, since we did a very extensive AEW coverage last week. Um, but just come over there and join us while we talk about the weird, whimsical world of wrestling. Um, just give some positive vibes to the, the wrestling um, podcast, uh, podcasting arena. Mm-hmm. should we say um but uh also you can follow me on twitter at mari talks too much like two like the number two um and i will be there again talking wrestling <laughs> okay uh and then puya how about for you uh well i will be back talking mass singer this week with liana it's going to premiere on the 10th i'm very excited for this fifth season they've changed up some rules there's going to be a wild card thing happening now a wild cards yeah so basically what's happening is there's supposed to be 10 main contestants or or singers and then they're gonna have moments where they're gonna introduce a random new opponent and they're gonna try and take the slot of one of the main cast yeah yeah so mass singers so it's sort of like a ryan and harris situation yes yes (laughs) yes so like you know there's gonna be a character like the russian doll is going to be the the ryan and then the harris is going to be like the saber tooth tiger that's in the background that's mm-hmm. not been introduced to us yet. So it's weird, but I'm into it. And then that's kind of been the mass singer uh, motto for me and Liana, who will be back talking about it this week. And of course, uh, with BB can being back, I'm back talking all about it on Fridays uh, with the live feed updates with Taryn in the mornings. And um, as far as every other thing goes, social media wise, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv. It's Puyism for all of those. I do try and stream three times a week on Twitch and uh, other than just having fun, just having fun, taking this all, all this content in and just, you know, just keep going. Yeah. OK, um, we uh, right now on Rapids Podcast have some uh, great stuff up. I'll be back uh, talking about uh, Big Brother Canada for the first time uh, here during the season. I'll be hosting the Monday night recap. So uh, we're recording this on Monday. I'll be doing that tonight. I had uh, such a great podcast this week with Marilyn mad dog hershey uh she was one of my favorites from survivor the australian outback i waited 20 years to talk to this woman 
and it was worth it. Uh, it was a great conversation. We talked about a lot of the things that she has been through uh, since Survivor, a lot of uh, demons that she has battled. It was a very interesting interview with uh, Marilyn Mad Dog Hershey. And of course, uh, we talked about uh, the 32nd best season of Survivor uh, this past week, Ghost Island. And then on Wednesday night, we'll talk about the 31st best season of Survivor. And that would be Survivor Game Changer. So uh, looking forward to that. Going to talk about that with uh, Grace Leader and Asia Welch on Wednesday night. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We got so much going on over in our patron podcast feed as well. Of course, uh, with the help of our patrons, we get all of this podcasting uh, going. Robinswebsite.com slash patron. And we do a weekly patron feedback show for all the survivor feedback questions, uh, plus much more in our patron podcast feed at Robinswebsite.com slash patron. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance, and it's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote. See how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.